Welcome to the Shump Cast. I'm Tony Shump, real now, Dylan. And I'm the American Tony Shump. Sorry, my voice is running out. Well, 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 well. I mean, you know, I mean, it's all good this yelling scream, but maybe. No, uh, I can't well, scream anymore because well, of my voice last night. Yeah, yeah. You know how I was singing? Hey, anyway. Well, maybe you should sing a Frank Zappa song because, you know, the yes, guest we got today Frank Zappa, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Quinlan. Chris Quinlan? Yes, Isn't he now, the guy from Channel 31? That's right. He's, he's got a, a, yeah, a 900 million shows. The one you're trying to be like. How many shows has he got? Uh, 900 Whoa, million mate, or something. 900,000, 422. <laughs> no, I think he's done over 800 and whatever. Over 850 uh, shows. Yes. That's amazing. I'm, we've done uh, 51 and I'm bloody well, no, over He's it. done 800 more than yeah, us. So yeah, so you've got to be a bit of a clap for that. Oh, yeah, come on, yeah. So we had him on the show uh, last year sometime. Yeah, we did too. What do we want him back for? Hey, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk Frank oh, Zappa, yeah, Frank Zappa, everything, the Frank. legendary composer Frank Zappa, which we touched mm. on uh, when we spoke to him last time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he, uh, he and he's a good bloke too. Yeah, we bloke. went over to his yeah, house. Yeah. Hey, well, he, uh, yeah. What's that? What about all these drum kits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many drum yeah, kits yeah, has well, he got? We, uh, we went over there the other day and... Um, what a good bloke. Yeah, and a nice yeah. little puppy dog. Yeah, we did our with promo With bad breath. There, I thought it? that was you with the bad breath. But it was a dog with the oh. bad breath. That stunk, didn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cute yeah, yeah, dog, but yeah. it had, a lot, it had well, bad breath. Yeah, it did have bad breath. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I thought it was, it was you when we first since got we had, here. Since we opened the door. Since we opened the door. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Puppy beautiful. dog. He, he uh, got pink, his dog. Pink, pink drum kit. Anyway, oh, my God, that drum kit. That oh, was beautiful. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the 1970s. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. But I just want to say that um, when we had James Morris on the show uh, yes. a while ago, we uh, we talked about this little jazz uh, club in um, St. George Road, Fitzroy. Yeah, Melbourne. and Chris Quinlan and, knew yeah. what it was, didn't he? Well, I asked everyone about it and they said... Oh, Nobody knew that. except for Chris. No. And then I asked Chris Quinlan. And what did he say? He said, straight away, it was the commune. The commune, yes. he said, straight away. So, James Morrison, if you're listening... You're listening, um, James, because I'm sure it is. is. mate, the commune, which was a jazz, a jazz place... Yeah. Uh, on a Sunday night, there. you pay two dollars. You sit in it was like a shop, and you sit in there. Yeah, and they give you a cup of tea for two dollars, and they and have the some great musicians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Don Burrows, uh, yeah, Don all, Don Burrows, all the Jeremy also Virgil Donati, all that. Shit. Uh, uh, Bob Binia, Tony Nardella. Tony uh, Nardella, were you there too? Yeah, the joke. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. You've got to hold up that sign when you, when, when you want me to laugh at your oh, jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold that know, sign, otherwise, because yeah, they're not yeah. funny, any of you. All right, okay. Right? So this episode's all going to be about Frank Zappa, so Chris Quiller is waiting on the line. So get him we're on! We're going to get him on. Um, Here's Chris! Ah! Okay, would you please welcome back to the show, Chris Quinlan. Hey, Chris! Hey Chris, at least I can say your name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, you. Well, all right, let, let's take that again. Okay. And on the show, yeah, I, and on the show again. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's brother. Bernie's brother. Bernie's oh, yeah. brother. Bernie used to blow Fitzroy and Footscray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, ask Chris no, no, his, no, his welcome, first welcome question. To the show. Welcome, welcome to the show, yeah. Chris. Yeah. No worries. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, we had we, we had you on about a year ago, I think it was, and we talked about yeah, your, like that. your uh, wonderful, wonderful career there. Uh, yeah, the best drummer, uh, uh, drum, drum teacher, tutor, and, you, <laughs> yeah. and you're on Channel Thirty One in Melbourne uh, yeah. with uh, with um, uh, eight million episodes. How many episodes? <laughs> <laughs> How many? Uh, I just finished. What was it? Uh, show number eight four nine. Shit. And we and we and we gave us a big big rap for our 50th show last week, and you've done 850. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. 
Funnily enough, um, uh, Channel 31 have given me a second show. Uh, It's called Impromptu TV. Because during the COVID lockdowns and all that business, all the, you know, all my mates, uh, you know, all the gigs were gone. Yeah. There for a while. So, uh, and because I've got the equipment here, like you guys have there, podcasts and stuff, um, a bunch of us started doing all these little remote clips, you know, that kind of thing. And it ended up we had over 100 clips over the two years through mm. 20 and 21. Yeah. And so uh, Channel 31 gave me this show called, uh, well, I call it Impromptu because that's what it was. It was just, well, let's do something while we're sitting on our backsides, you yeah, know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so that comes on after Melbourne Musos on Wednesday nights. So I've got uh, Melbourne Musos Wednesdays at 10 o'clock and yeah. then Impromptu which is a bit of a different thing. It's got people doing all their separate things as kind of a theme to every show. Yeah. And uh, all the all the dear people who sort of lost their stuff, you know, during yeah. the lockdown, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So and that, that's, that, a, that's a new thing that's come up. I'm actually editing that uh, this morning, sort of thing. Oh, wow. Waiting for you guys to ring up. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's what you've got in common with Frank Zappa. You're a bloody workaholic. Where do you get all the bloody time? Huh? Ah, uh, coffee. Oh. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> coffee, my ass. Now, uh, no. now Chris, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, all these bands out there, Muso, they get these tribute bands going, you know, Queen and, I don't know, uh, yeah. John Mellencamp. John like Bon you, 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 many years ago, did a, uh, that's why we were speaking to you today, uh, did a, a Frank Zappa tribute band. You had a couple bands uh, of those. Well, it, it started off like a tribute thing. Uh, it, Basically, if you want me to tell the, the quick tale, um, of, of course, uh, Frank Zappa passed away in December 1993. Yeah, yeah. And I got uh, asked to be part of a one-off tribute to him in early 94. And uh, and that was at the, the club in Collingwood, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Back it's, at, it's gone now, but yeah. it was a gigantic gig back in the day. It was a yeah, great yeah. little place. Yeah. Had the upstairs smaller place and the downstairs big one, you know, mm. that kind of thing. And uh, we did the one-off tribute and decided to keep on going. And by the end of the year, we'd done a whole bunch of gigs and all that. At the same time, Channel 31 was started, just starting up. It didn't start properly until 95. And then what happened was we sort of rejigged the band. A couple of us stayed on and um, called it the Zappa Instrumental um, because... Uh, the reason, uh, in two names, it was we were just doing the instrumental stuff and just had guest vocalists on for the, you know, the, the, the songs and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, the vocals and things. And we ended up holding down the gig for near six years um, at the club in Collingwood. We played pretty much every fortnight there. Mm. And uh, I always remember one story from Stephen. Stephen Griggs was the, uh, the guy running it in the time that we, we were there. And um, he came up one night and said, I love your band. I'm not sure about the music, but all your punters drink like fishes. <laughs> I had, and then he went on and he said, I had the Doors tribute band here the other week oh, and I had to kick half of mouth because no one was drinking and everyone was chuffing. Oh, right. <laughs> we're on LSD. <laughs> yeah, oh. Sort of thing. So uh, the whole thing about the... the, the you know, because Zappa was uh, dead against drugs, you know, but he he, yeah. he treated like uh, his his favourite line was, 
I treat coffee and cigarettes like a food group. Ah. <laughs> and so, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, so the, 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 the dedicated punters would turn up, our, you know, people would turn up, they, they knew the songs inside out. If yeah. I made a mistake, I'd, I'd get oh, bailed yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. I'd get bailed up. Said, what happened in that tenth yeah. bar, mate? And I said, oh, I forgot to hit the crash, crash symbol. Didn't I have my luck? <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, you know you said that Zappa didn't like um, drugs and stuff. How come yeah. Ozzy Osbourne reputes that? He's saying that he used to give him coke and stuff like that all the time. No, he was dead against it. He even went on, um, uh, did commercials for the drug association. I'm not sure about that at all. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't mind, like, he didn't mind the white wine. Yeah. And there's, there's one uh, radio interview he did where I think the radio announcer uh, said, would you like a beard? Wouldn't mind a beard. But he had this thing that was a little bit tiddly. Okay. And uh, you can find that thing on YouTube somewhere and um, stuff like that. But he was pretty much dead against it. If um, He had band members who, you know, do the sneaky whatever it was in their hotel room yeah. and, they, and the next day they weren't playing the music right. He was pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was one guy... Um, who was on the Overnight Sensation album, uh, which is his famous one. That's oh, the one. Great album, great yeah. album. Yeah. That, that's the one with Dirty Love and Dynamo oh, yeah. Hum and all the naughty lyrics and Dynamo stuff. Dynamo Hum. Yeah, and there was a guest vocalist. He had uh, Ricky Lancelotti on a, on, a, on a track called 50-50. Yeah. And the, and the, the tale to that where was uh, Zappa got him to be the stunt vocalist, if you will, you know, the crazy oh, vocalist yeah, on yeah, the yeah, side yeah. For, for the tour. Yeah. And on the, on the first night of the tour, uh, this Ricky Lancelotti bloke racked up something like $90, a $90 uh, uh, bar tab. And, oh, and we're talking about 1974 money oh, wow, $90. sort of thing. Yeah. And so he, he lasted that one night. <laughs> 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 he lasted the one gig. And they, and they got up the next morning, Frank Zappa took one look at the bar tab and said, Ah, Ricky, uh, we're not, uh, I don't, not sure you're going to be able to make it through the tour, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. either that or yeah. you need a new liver, you know, yeah. that kind of thing yeah. or whatever. So that, that, that's fairly famous. So I'm not sure about the old Aussie thing. Um, I, 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 I don't want to refute it, but... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I sort of know that he was dead against... Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I heard. But, but I've seen that quote by Ozzy Osbourne saying that, uh, oh, I used to give me coke all the time. Mm. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, lad. Hey, Chris, have you ever, yeah. been, have you ever been to Zappanale in um, England? In, I'm sorry, I, in Germany? I have, a, I have a tale to tell about that. Oh, I wow. went to Europe in um, 98. Yeah. Uh, 1998. Yeah. And what it was was... Uh, I, I just got my DW drum endorsement and uh, yeah. uh, back in 97. And in 98, um, I went over and, um, and I basically went to Paris and I did some stuff there. Yeah. And then, um, and while I was there, I thought, well, I'll, uh, I'll get, um, I'll get to, I'll see what's going on with um, some Zappa pals up in Germany. And, at the time, the person who ran Zappanale was a, a, a chap uh, from the Netherlands, Jos uh, Schoner, yeah. and he invited me up. And uh, there was a, another wonderful chap there 
uh, German chap, and his nickname was Uncle Meat. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they ran the Zappinale, and and so I went up there, and they took me around. I took the camera with me, so the, ostensibly I was there to, with my camera filming for Melbourne Muso. Yeah. So I did I did, did stuff in Paris. I went up to Amsterdam, and there was a Zappa band there. Yeah, I went across to the Tinsel Town Rebellion oh, band. Oh yeah, shit! Another an eleven-piece band, yeah, and yeah. I guested with them and. The end of it, they said, would you like to come back for Zappanali in a few months? For all you people that don't know, Zappanali is a, is a, there's a town, isn't it? Bad Doberham, where they host. Yes, that's just, right, yep. And they yep. perform just Frank Zappa music. Wow. Everybody yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, they had everybody there, all yeah. the Zappa dudes, everybody, even yeah. uh, Dweezil played there. Dweezil! Uh, Frank Zappa's son. Dweezil, so, Dweezil. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. but basically what happened was they, they said, would you like to come back in a couple of months for Zappanali? And, uh, I basically said, ah, I can't afford it. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. it's one of those typical going across and, um, going across and spending all your money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I came back to, uh, uh, 60 cent spaghetti and, um, you know, <laughs> Rice the Russo there for a while, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, mm. you know. And, do you remember Ross the Russo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we got oh. um, we got. Uh, so that's, that's that's my Zappanali story. Yeah. Sort of. We thing. got um, we got um, uh, uh coming up in January <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at the uh, Broadmeadows Town Hall. Yeah. So we're no, Thomas Town we're playing. I mean, Thomas Town. Yeah, yeah, Thomas Town. Yeah, Thomas Town. Oh no, we booked at the Broadmeadows Town Hall, but yeah. the mayor didn't didn't yeah, like didn't allow us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, uh, oh, we won't rough Are you inviting me? Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. Oh, fantastic. Well, my minimum fee is uh, oh, to take us to write the research. Oh, beautiful. Well, we can meet Two, in the car park. We yeah. meet in the car park there and we'll give you some cash, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the brown paper bag. bag. In the brown yeah. paper bag. Yeah. No worries. Just don't tell Ozzy Osbourne. He's a big mouth, isn't he? Going back to the band that Frank Zappa band, it would have been, you would have had some really good musicians because you've got to understand that Frank Zappa, I mean, some of the musicians that have gone through the bands over the years oh, yeah. have been... Have been probably the ones that some of the best in the world have gone on to you know bigger things you know like Vinnie Colaiuta, Steve Vai, um, oh, the list yeah, goes on. So well, uh, probably um, the the most obvious one right now is uh, a chap by the name of Peter Neville, um, who's uh, uh, who depths in with the he's still with the depths in with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. He's on vibe, you know, oh, all man. the xylophones and or you know all the. Uh, tuned percussion stuff, oh. and he's in a band called uh, Elysian, which uh, which is still going even after all this time. And um, he's really accomplished. He's played with yeah. people like Anne Norman, um, who I've worked with, um, and um, Tony uh, Nardell. And Anne Norman's worked with Dead Can Dance. You know Lisa Gerard. You yeah. know who yeah. did the was was uh, part of the Gladiator soundtrack. You know. Oh, wow. oh shit. Yeah. Russell Crowe's film. So that yeah. that's the that's the uh, that's probably the, the first one that comes to mind. Brett um, Jones um, on keyboards. I'm not sure what's happened to him. We've sort of lost touch over the last um, decade or so. But he was up, he he and I used to uh, tra- uh, transcribe the charts oh, wow. for the for the dapper stuff that we didn't yeah. have. And he'd write all the notes and I'd write all the rhythms and I'd wow. sit down and, and we'd sit down together and, I, mm. and he'd say, I've got this bit. And I said, isn't that bit in 6-8? Isn't this in this time? Soon? And doesn't it go like that? 
Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, and we, he changed the notes. The notes were right, but the, uh, just the way that the bar structures and stuff. So we got really intricate with yeah. that. And, and it, I mean, the way that he, uh, Zappa put together his rhythms was quite uncanny. And yeah. there was some, some times, like, we can talk about the infamous Black Page and oh, all that. Yeah, and we, yeah. we did that one. And, um, and the Black Page 2, what he called the Easy Teenage New York version. And <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we called it the Dirty Door Tape Dive Bar Collingwood version. And with things like that, some of the, some of the sections in that would, um, we, we spend half, half a rehearsal, like, you know, like an hour or two hours at least, just talking, just trying to work through uh, 15, 20 bars of music, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So it's an incredible learning curve for yeah. all of us, you know, and it was a real challenge. And it was wonderful. Once we got it down, we did it 10 songs at a time. We, yeah. we did the 10 songs. Yeah. And then, um, and then the second set of 10 songs. And by yeah. the time we got to the second set of 10 and then the third set of 10. Yeah. You started to pick the characteristics. Oh, there's that bit again. Oh, there's this bit again. Yeah. There's la that lick that he likes to yeah. do. So, put it this way: um, the, the third set of ten songs became a lot easier because we got into knowing the language yeah. of how we wrote. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. that was really interesting times. And um, I like for me, at the same time as Channel Thirty One starting up, the the band um, ended up becoming a bit like a de facto backing band. Oh, wow. So, and because there was a lot of instrumentals and stuff like that, I'd start uh, inviting all these people on as guests, you know, to do this, and I'd peel the footage off and put them on Channel Thirty One. And uh, so, it was a wonderful convergence of a time. I really see that as a golden time. Um, mm around about 
1965, Frank Zappa was arrested and sentenced to six months jail. What That's for? right. What for? Uh, he got uh, set up by a vice cop to do uh, a naughty cassette, a porno naughty film. recording. Yes, yes. And, and he and a friend of his were bouncing up and down on the bed going, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, <laughs> ah. And then when he went to deliver the, the tape, because he needed the money, yeah. there was Studio Z in Cucamonga. He wrote a song about that. Shit! And, uh, yeah, he did. Start doing Cucamonga. <laughs> well, you and, won! Uh, and then uh, he got busted, yeah, and his dad bailed him out because his dad was a scientist. Oh, okay. It was sort of thing, and, um, and so dad bailed him out, I think. Did he actually like do that. the six and months? He spent, and he said he spent two years looking over his shoulder, wherever he went <laughs> after that. Did he, did he actually do the six months, Joe? No, he got off. Okay. Uh, oh. Something happened with that. He got off, I think. Well, uh, tell tell me that trail. story about the, the quilt that you were going to tell me. All right, here we go. Now, what happens is during the Hallison days of the Zappa Instrumental, yeah. uh, there was uh, a news report of, and basically a guy got busted in the Hawthorne area yeah. of, of pinching ladies' underwear off of the Hill's hoist. Oh, my God. Right? Where were and you, Tony? And, um, uh, and I've gone, oh, wow, this is, this is something we can work on. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Here's an angle. And, um, and so what happened was uh, he got busted and um, it was one of those uh, classic, uh, the film crew, uh, like the, 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 the TV station film crews were uh, outside the court, you know, when he had to sort of appear and stuff like yeah. that. And what he did was, it was the classic doing the runner. You know, he came out of court and did the runner, and they were, you know, and the cameras were ch cameramen were chasing him up the street. Yeah. And the famous, the famous, uh, uh, the famous footage was he came out wearing uh, a bicycle helmet, so he couldn't get, uh, so he couldn't get recognised. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I put up the thing, I, I put up the usual ad, you know, sort of thing. Um, do you remember the Age Weekender with the yeah, gig yeah, guy? Yeah, 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 the gig guy. And I do, I do the regular ads, you know, sort of thing. And basically I put up a thing because it was exactly what Zappa's panty rap was about, right? It was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the panty rap. Throw them up and, and this, this lady contacted, um, it, it's sort of above board because a lady, I forget her name, but uh, I could go and grab the album actually because her name's on the album. Yeah. But uh, she instigated it. Oh. And she she was an artist, and she wanted to make a quilt out of women's undies, un, undies, right. and uh, and knickers, you know, that yeah. kind of business. Anyway, so and he said it all. So it was above board because it was a female artist who wanted to put it together. Okay. Anyway, so I did the ad, and uh, Mr. Patrick Donovan, who's well known in the circuit for uh, being the uh, then he was the Age Entertainment reporter. Yeah. He said he sent me an email saying, uh, Chris, if you and your mates want to turn up, uh, this bloke's turning up at this particular time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the idea was us quickly putting all our all the underpants together. Yeah. Yeah. And hold, holding them up outside the court as he comes out the court. <laughs> Have you still got them? No, I'm like, oh, 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 oh,
I think Dob was excited to come and pick him up today. Yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah. I'm jumping in the car. <laughs> but, that's what, but that's what happened, you see. So wow. basically what happened, we did the gigs and people were just handing us bog catchers and all that oh. sort of stuff. Oh, we put them on, we yeah. put them on outside our jeans, you know, yeah. like Superman, yeah. Yeah. you know, wear your underpants yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, like, yeah. so there were names like, uh, I'd like to present on keyboard, Captain Bogcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky they didn't throw any G-bangers up because you'd need a million of those. Anyway, so, but anyway, that's, that's the story about the... That's Frank Zappa's panty rap on, uh, on uh, tins, the Tinseltown Rebellion album. Fa- one of my favourite albums, that is. One that's of my favourite albums. incredible album. Oh, with Vinnie Cronin, Beauty, Steve Vai. He's now, a musical now, Chris, genius. Have you ever seen Frank Zappa live perform? Yes, I saw him at... I missed... I was just a little bit too young for uh, the Did Frank want to bell with him? No, he liked him. You liked Did him. Did he? Oh. oh, no. And what happened was uh, uh, Norman Gunston turned up and played harmonica on uh, yeah, or, yeah. You know, Gary, Gary McDonald, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the actor, yeah, yeah. but as Norman Gunston, yeah. turned up um, at the Sydney show at the Horden Pavilion and uh, jammed along jammed along to, uh, I don't know the song, but jammed along with Frank. Oh, and so yeah. when we went to the gig in... Um, at Festival Hall, it was something like January '76, yep. yeah. and uh, uh, ever the, the the buzz was: uh, Is Norman Gunston going to come out on stage? Oh. By, by 1976, the Norman Gunston show was like yeah, oh, massive, just yeah. really rolling. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So um, that's that's what happened there. It was a brilliant show, even though that was when he was in the middle of his uh, record.
Yeah, yeah. He, he used to change things up, and mm. back, uh, by the time he got to 1978 with Vinnie Colliuta on drums after Terry Bozio left, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he just turned to reggae mm. and pretty much stayed on the reggae thing, you know, for the rest of his time. He'd, he'd, he'd do things like, uh, tonight we're playing every song in reggae style, so you had to be ready <laughs> for it, you know, that kind of thing. But with um, songs like you mentioned, um, uh, Dirty Love, Mm. The the original on overnight sensation was that real slow funky groove yeah, kind yeah. of boom mm-hmm. but in seventy six it was going it's like disco ball you know that kind of yeah. thing, huh? <laughs> run to the toilet and comb your hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you sound just like you? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> now, Chris, let's talk about the Black Page because it's very, uh, you know, very iconic about this. Uh, I mean, what is the Black Page? I mean, why is it called the Black Page? Oh, um, a common thing in uh, studio work, um, even preempting the Black Page by Frank Zappa, was when you got some of the really difficult um, pieces of music to play you know, in a studio, whether it be for a movie soundtrack or some real fancy jazz rock thing or whatever it is, you know. Um, you've got so much, so many little black dots, so many, so much music on the page, um, it, it almost looks like ink splatters. Ink, oh, wow. So, <laughs> so it's very complex so, to play. Yeah, so, so what happens is uh, uh, studio dudes used to say, oh, we've got another black page, fellas, because it's just so full of notes. You know, that kind of thing. And so uh, uh, the story goes, he wrote it. uh, He wrote it for Terry Bozio. Mm. And the line is, uh, check this one out, you know, Bozio. He um, basically, the Black Page was written in uh, late 75 into 76. Mm. And and the story goes, I, I heard it live, Terry Bozio playing it. We all thought it was just his drum solo. But mm. later on, uh, we found out that um, basically the story goes that Frank Zappa gave it to Terry Bozio. Terry Bozio went, bloody hell, mate. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, he said, take your time and just work it into your solo or do whatever you have to do. Yeah. And so he, he would work it into his drum solos uh, to the point where it was, uh, you know, like ended up on Zapper in New York. And um, some of the, you know, because it, even even someone like a Terry Bozio, even though he was still a kid then, yeah. he was only in his late teens. Wow. And um, um, he would sit down and try and work some of the rhythms out and stuff like that and uh, and work it up bit by bit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and then that's, that's what happened. So he, he was playing it live. In hindsight, I remember that's, that's the Black Page. At the time, I just thought it was part of his drum solo, which it was. Yeah. But uh, that's what happened there. Can you play did the you Black watch, Page, Did Chris? you watch? Sorry, I've got it. Yes, we used to play it all the time. So, oh, yes, wow. that was one of the the things. I, 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 I'd pull it out every couple of years like an old friend oh. and go and sort of, I, I talk to it. I say, come on, you bastard, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Treat me yeah. nice. Um, I, I did it, like, I, I do a thing for the show uh, pretty much every year now. Um, it's sort of a, a thing that I do. I call it Zappa Claws. Oh, 
stuff and he and he got thrilled and he got the audition sort of thing so that's right yeah. Chad, I, Wackham, Chad Wackham's audition went for three days wow. three days you're kidding yeah, that's like being on the standing oh, court no. you Mate, know like of, the panty rap guy some, <laughs> <laughs> some of my auditions last about 40 seconds <laughs> get out get out <laughs> yeah. no, oh, I mean, Terry, Terry Bozio talked about that Jack up a but ended up, ended up with Zappa. Yeah. Wow. So, 
Yeah, when I yeah. audition for bands, they say, what experience do you have? I say, I can pay the back pay. And I say, oh, you're too over, you're too over experience. So, yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> overqualified, mate. Now, yeah, yeah, overqualified. Yeah, overqualified, yeah. drummer. Yeah. Now, we've got to wind it up there, uh, Chris, but we've got a few quotes here from Frank Zappa, which I think are... Uh, but I want to ask you another you know, question. One of them is, um, one of his quotes is, tobacco is my favourite vegetable. Yeah, well, Chris That's has right. already said that. Yeah. Didn't you, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Sorry? Oh, did you? Yeah, he just oh. mentioned that. Oh, we never give us a No, no, I've said, said that before. Like he said, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee yeah. and cigarettes are his uh, yeah, food. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and if you want to get laid, uh, go to college. If you want a, an education, go to the library, which is a, which is pretty much where he went. Yeah, um, that's right. That's, that's that's the thing. And are you going to do the uh, stupidity? More stupidity in the air than oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right, wasn't he? I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for that one to bother. Yeah. Anyway, that's another oh, yeah, famous yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you got any more? <laughs> well, yeah, I think. Uh, what have we got here? I've got another one here. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Oh yeah, all the good music uh, has already been written by people with wigs and stuff, which I thought, you know, which I think. <laughs> a bunch of bunch of dead people. That's yeah, right. you know, yeah. Which is, um, <laughs> Yeah, but sadly, <laughs> when he when he passed away, um, yeah, when he when he passed away, um, his last words was he told his wife Gail, uh, "Do you think you want to say?" And he said, "All he said was his music." Yeah, just play the music, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it, then it got a little bit dark uh, yeah. because uh, you mentioned Zappanali um, yeah, yeah, yeah. before, and we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Gail Zappa. Um, ended up there was a lot of controversy yeah. with uh, a, a lot of what she did. Uh, she would put uh, she would treat tribute bands like uh, she she'd put Ritz out um, and cease and desist for uh, any tribute band. Uh, even they even trademarked his mustache, his famous mustache and goatee. Yeah, they trademarked yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And on top of that, talking about Zappanali, who is one of the greatest. Festivals dedicated to one great man. Yeah. She even put a cease and desist order on them. What? Yeah. You're kidding me. No. I thought you guys did your research. Well, the Werribee oh. Whisper is missing. The oh, Werribee yeah. Whisper yeah. is missing. Bacala, Hey, Chris, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. He wants, he's wanting me out. But you know when you went and seen Frank Zappa? And yeah. yeah. Who was the opening band? Um, did he have an opening band? A uh, support band, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, he did. Um, okay. I'm who was to it? Remember who it was? I don't know if it was. I think I, I might be getting things mixed up, but um, I remember seeing JoJo Zepp and the Falcon. Oh my God! I think that was. Um, I think that was uh, supporting Jeff Beck, who came out at the same time with Yarn mm. Hammer. I think I'm a okay. bit hazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but in those days. Um, uh, it, it doesn't happen so often now, but uh, it used to be the thing um, to have two or three support bands okay. uh, yeah. on during those days. That was part of the rule. If you come to yeah. Australia, you've got to have Australian bands as a yeah, support. Yeah, yeah. And so you get a, a pretty big night. There were some great bands in those days too. Um, lots of obscure ones too. Um, mm. You had a band called, I remember Shadow Fact. No. There was uh, one with this incredible horn section. Who and was that? And it was really a bit of a... I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. I remember Shadow Facts. They were fantastic. Um, 
but we're talking about 70s pub bands in the yeah. glory days. Yeah. That you know, cool. when um, you do all the business, you know, all the stuff where you cut your teeth, you know, that sort of stuff. Where yeah. the, the, In those days, it wasn't so black and white as it is now. Like, um, we, can, we can talk about the, the situation at the moment where, you know, with Musicians Australia and things like that asking for a minimum fee and, yeah. and really, you know, especially post-COVID and things, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff happening there. But uh, but in those days, uh, rather than it being you're either an original band playing for peanuts or nothing at all, or paying to play, yeah. or you're a tribute band getting top dollar, yeah. you know, and you dress up like the people, yeah. um, in the 70s, there seemed to be the glory days of you're a cover band, and one by one you put in your originals, yeah. and then people come to hear the originals, and next thing you put your album out, next thing you're off. Now yeah. we can talk about bands like Sherbet, ACDC, yeah. so, uh, Skyhooks, yeah. everybody. They yeah. started out doing covers. That's how they learned their craft. Yeah. And then and, and they learned from that, and then um, started putting... And then you'd get a set of, say, 20 songs, and it'd be like... Uh, let's say five originals and 15 covers okay. and then it'd be half and half yeah and then bit by bit by that stage you've done the grind you've done the circuit you know sort of thing i grew up in the dan o'connell hotel you know oh. sort of thing with dad yeah dad dad uh, was a publican and he uh he came over from south australia to run the prince of wales hotel in st kilda oh. and then he and then he that's where i was i was I was born in St Kilda, 1960, oh. and then he went off to the Dan O'Connell in 63 and then started all the folk, Irish folk music yeah, in yeah. 1969. Yeah. And, uh, and with all that, you'd have uh, people coming up, like even, I was a pub kid, so I used to, yeah. I'd be like, I'd get the intercom on the first, you know, like we're upstairs, yeah. and, and uh, the intercom would go off, Get down here, son. Clean some glasses. We're busy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd spend the rest of the night cleaning glasses for everyone. Yeah. And and then going out with a tray and, you know, I'd be the, you know, the, the pub kid picking up your ashtray and, yeah. you know, and, and your empty glasses and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. What, what, I, what I always saw was um, when when the folkies had a set of music to do or if, the, if there was, if I went, ever went anywhere else later on or whatever, You'd see that kind of thing where um, you'd have a musician or a band doing their covers, like the classic Irish songs, yeah. you know, sort of thing. Um, uh, if I ever heard that Black Velvet band bloody song again, God help us all. It's like the Irish folk version of Johnny Be Good. It was like, I'm going, oh, not this bloody song again. But then, <laughs> yeah. And then they come on, come on, and after that, they do a couple of originals and stuff. And then that's yeah. how you develop your craft, you yeah. know. So yeah. that's that's the thing with that, and with the, as I said, this, you know, do you remember? Um, they're still going, Mike Rudd. Yeah. Burial. Yeah. The bootleg family band with Coxie from the Roxy. Oh, is Coxie oh, still yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, he's not drumming so much anymore, I don't think, no. but he, he got into voiceover work in a big oh, way yeah, and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. So, we'll have to wind up, Chris. Last question I want to ask you quickly. Did, oh, Frank, yep. did Frank Zappa do a shit on stage? I beg your pardon? 
No, yes no, no. no. He, he always denied that. That did not happen. But right. Just like he I, said he never took drugs. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that didn't happen. He's quite, he's quite out there for that because yeah. um, that follows him around. A bit. Yeah, I know. There was what, story what, there. Happened what happened was, I'll tell you the story, was that a group, because he was the, you know, Captain Freak, you know, that kind yeah, of thing, yeah, he was yeah. like right there for all the alternative stuff. Basically, what happened was um, a, a lady fan came up one day and basically said, here's this, here's a gift at the hotel room. And basically what it was, was um, she did it in this jar. She pooed in the jar? <laughs> she pooed in the jar. Oh, my and, God. And, 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 and Frank's gone, all right, you then. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so they'd just come off the bus. And uh, the tour bus to go into the hotel, and one of the band members um, opened the lid and went, "Holy moly!" That kind of thing. <laughs> and it ended up they and they it, that it just got turfed. And he wrote a song about it, oh, and yeah. it's called. Uh, we used to play it. It's a great instrumental to play. It's a, a, a great version. What's is it on called? Zapper in New York. It, it, it bobbed up, when was it? I think it was on the Uncle Mead album, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But um, there's a great version uh, on the Zappa in New York, same album as Black Page. And um, uh, it's called A Pound for the Brown. Pound for a Brown, and in brackets, on the bus. Oh, so yeah. Pound for a Brown on the bus yeah. is what it's called. And I, when I used to go out and play it, yeah. I couldn't bring myself like a, I had to. I, I did a school clinic one day, oh, no. and and Brett and I, Brett the keyboard player and I, um, uh, were doing kind of like a duet thing, and when I was talking about some of the intricate rhythms and all this sort of stuff of the Black Page and all yeah, sorts of stuff. Yeah. And we said, well, let's play this one because it's great. But I couldn't bring myself to say the full name, so I said, this is just a song called Pound. <laughs> hoping everyone would think that it's the English pound, yeah. you know, that kind of yeah. thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, oh, that story. Oof. Yeah, that's oh, a good uh, one. That's good we'll leave one. it on that. We'll leave it on that. But uh, Dom's got to go to the toilet. No, uh, I, mate. <laughs> I was going to ask you if there was any peanuts or corn in there. We can, Where are we going with that one? I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, we've got to wind it up, Chris. So we'll, we'll we'd like to the, thank you again yeah, for yeah, being yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. You're a bloody yeah. legend, Chris. But we're going to see. Thank you. I have a ball. Yeah, I know. We're going to see Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to see Chris. Yeah, we're going to see Chris at Champataly at. The, the Broadmeadows Town Hall. Yeah! No, yeah. Thomas Town. Thomas, Thomas Town. Thomas, 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 Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. give Chris Quinlan a big round of applause! <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you. I can't wait to turn up to Shumpetalia. I'll, ah! yeah. I'll bring the, some of the bog catchers from, from the oh, oh, oh. I'll try and find some. We can't wait. I, I, I promise I won't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be on the proviso. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, buddy. All right, fellas. Now, James Morrison, he, he didn't know who was the best drummer out of Vinnie Colaiuta and Buddy Rich, yeah? But he didn't... We forgot to throw in bloody Mick Evans. Mick Evans and Greg Ratton and bloody Vinnie Tarada and, 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 and you, Tony, bloody Shump Mandela. 
Hey, well, do I'm you, go, a, do I, you I all guys go into the, the, the argument for the best drummer? Oh, in the or is it just out of Vince Collier and Bunny Rich? Are we talking about the best drummer in the western suburbs of uh, Melbourne? Well, who's that? Who's <laughs> that? Well, that could be Mick Evans, Greg Ratton, Vinnie Toronto, or Tony Nardella. No, hey, no. But Chris Quinlan, he's, he's yeah. the best out of a lot of Chris, Chris Quinlan probably yeah, have to be there. Yeah, yeah, he's Chris the best. What a, what you could probably put Chris in with Collier and Buddy Rich, maybe. Well, no, we can't say that. Why not? We can't say that. Why not? I mean, there's no no such thing as the best drummer in the world. No, no, it's just, no. a, just a yeah. thing. They're, they're all good drummers. So out of the two, you know, out of the two, say that that Vince Collier and um, Buddy, Buddy Rich, we'd say that that um, that, that Vince Collier was probably more versatile. Yeah, probably more versatile. He's probably more versatile. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, yeah. a different era. You know, he was around in the sixties yeah. uh, and seventies. Buddy Rich, with yeah. Collier yeah. came in around in the eighties and nineties. So yeah. totally different. Um, so yeah, but um, there should be there should be a lot more people like Chris Quinlan around and less people like you. Hang on, that's, that's, well, you that's right. That's well, because buddy. I wanted to sneak it in before yeah, you used yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. We can talk about this argument right. many times. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak to you outside. No, of well, well, well come on. Well, who, who was yeah, the best drummer? Who was the best drummer? Who was the best drummer? Well, they, uh, they're both up there. As it's you're like, talking about Buddy Rich and uh, it's like tomatoes and tomatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all good drums, all good drums. Anyway, we've got to move on because um, I'm going to give you a good half hour when you get outside. Why? Well, I just, uh, I just used in, it before you, still, just for once. Still in my well, line. You can still so. use it. Use anyway, it, use it, use yeah, it. Use yeah, it. like I always say, and I'm yes, going to say God, now, say uh, there should be more people like Chris Quinlan, less people like you, Dom. So. <laughs> See, you held the sign up, and that's why I laughed. Because that's you said, say it, mate. you know, the, you applause, the applause yeah. sign, well, you've got yeah. a laugh sign. Because yeah. your jokes aren't really funny, yeah, but you've got to hold the thing up yeah, so right, I can see cool. it, so it's yeah, all visual, cool. and then I no, can yep. just act accordingly, yep. you know? Yep. Accordingly, yeah. Anyway. It's a big word from you, accordingly, yes. yeah, that's great. So um, yeah, if you love the show and uh, want to uh, uh, listen to more episodes, you yes. get on to uh, yes. hit the like button, subscribe to yeah. Google, uh, uh, Spotify. Subscribe to pop, what? Google? Google, Google Podcasts, uh, oh, Spotify, okay. Podbean, Apple. Podbean, yeah, you know, yeah, give us a like, yeah, uh, share it, send us an email to Shakespeare Chris did that commercial better than you. And he didn't even Very know. Talented, actually. He I'm did a great sure. commercial for I, us. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good that... Uh, he's a natural, that guy. Like me, you know. He's a natural. He's a talented drummer, talented yeah. actor yeah. like myself, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? But anyway, so if you like the show, yeah, just uh, hit the yes. like and the subscribe yeah. and all that sort of thing. Why are you crying? Um, you got a tear coming down your eye. I'm very excited, very you're, excited. Uh, yeah, it's just a great honor to be doing, doing a show with you, Dom Zabara. I know. So... <laughs> All right, sign off. Okay, up. sign off, sign off. So, uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I'm Tony Shumpreoff now, darling. And I'm Dominic Antonio Sorbara. And we'll see you next time on Shumpcast.